This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. President Biden's speech was the most passionately pro-Israel in history. Our people will always remember and cherish this speech and the man who delivered it. Sometimes thorny relationship between the president and Prime Minister Netanyahu, but no daylight here. No, those complications between Biden and Netanyahu set aside at least for now. This was a full-throated defense, as we previewed yesterday, uh, from President Biden for Israel and its right to defend itself. Now, there could be complications down the road, to be sure. I, I can't even, we'll have I to can't see about the domestic. What did, what did that morning, Joe, the ambassador said, the ambassador said what? That's the most, that Biden's was the most, the best speech ever given in defense of Israel was yesterday Joe Biden? Is that what I'm hearing? Uh, Netanyahu's government essentially fell today, and it was reorganized as a unity government with his, op- his opposition. Brian Kennedy joins me. Derek Harvey is here with a unity government. Um, I'm actually surprised they allowed Netanyahu to stay around, but I guess you need the right and the left to come together over there to defend this, but Netanyahu's... Derek, um, Brian Kenny brought up a good point. You walked in here. He said, hey, Derek Harvey's probably the smartest guy we got, uh, and you know, you're going to have a senior role in the second term with President Trump over at the national security apparatus, or maybe head of the CIA. Boys, I've got their heads blown up in D.C. right now. Derek Harvey's head of CIA. Devin Nunez had a DNA. <laughs> this is, or maybe over over Secta. Har, did or did you imply in the first block that the Israeli deep state um, did this on purpose for for to to to, to uh, uh, against Netanyahu? You, you, there's two there's two things. There's only two choices: complete and total incompetence at every level. Including American and in, in American intelligence, NSA, CIA, DNI, DIA, or some malfeasance. So, given those two choices, Derek Carvey, pick them. Which one do you? Which one do you go for? I do not believe they purposely did this to undermine Netanyahu, but they've been doing a lot of other things to do that. But this is a bridge too far uh, for them. What I do believe is that they failed to understand their enemy. They failed to look at the evidence in front of them because they were so comfortable with the narratives that they convinced themselves of about the nature, character, and motivations of the Hamas leadership. And therefore, they took the eye off the ball and became complacent. And they didn't see it. Some of the, When they go back, they're going to see that they had evidence that was in plain sight. Now, I will say that some of this stuff coming out from Egypt and others, I look at that with some suspicion because I don't know what the motivation and the veracity is of what they actually are presenting as evidence of having given warning. You know, I, re- I remember looking at 
reports, Steve, and you've seen them when you were in the White House, where the CIA will say, well, we told you so. And, you know, in, in voluminous reports, numerous reports over time, they'll point to one sentence that suggests that something might happen as their cover for saying, well, we warned you. So that's my answer on that. Last thing, uh, just go back so the audience understands this. When I say we're on both sides of the trade here, I mean, we're in deep with the Saudis. We're in deep with UAE. We're in deep with, you know, you got Kuwait, Bahrain, all that, but particularly also Egypt. And those, at least publicly, are coming out and backing uh, the Hamas move here, right? Is there is there any doubt that there's major aspects inside those nations' intelligence and national security apparatus that 100% back the Muslim Brotherhood and what's going on here, sir? There are some elements in all three of those countries that have sympathies in that regard. I have high confidence in the leadership of, of Saudi Arabia and the UAE and in President Sisi, you know, because they were supporters of the Abraham Accords. We are all in agreement that the Palestinian Authority leadership and Hamas leadership are brutal authoritarian dictators that use victimhood and and the abuse of their own population and keeping them from seizing opportunities that have been offered to bring economic rebirth, vital revitalization, opportunity, potential for airports as part of a transition, you know, that would enable them to have a country of them of their own potentially with some limitations but they reject it all because they prefer to maintain their own power and this would weaken their their power and their end goal which is wiping out Israel remember Hamas and PA authority leadership have all said that their end goal is the end of Israel period okay I want to go to, uh, well, I got you, because I know you got to bounce. Just go through, Brian wasn't here, I don't think he heard it. You said number one is give cover to the Israelis and support them, but then about defense of the United States, which is paramount. You listed four areas where we failed on that. Can you walk the audience through where those areas of failure are and what needs to be done? We need to hold people accountable immediately for this. What do we do? Can you walk through it again? Well, homeland defense is protecting our border, at the border, and on the interior. And number one, we have got, you know, the FBI has been off the mark for eight years now in going after the Muslim Brotherhood and the Islamic sympathizers and sleeper cells that we have here. That's been a policy decision by the FBI leadership. Number two, we have got ground for, ground, ground, Foot people, meaning the Democrat Social Alliance, Black Lives Matter, Antifa types, um, student groups that are all part of, of this, this movement, supporting radical Islamic ideas and also you know, Marxist ideas. Then you've got um, the fifth column, which is the penetration of our government apparatus at the Pentagon, in the intelligence community, at the NSC, and even in the White House with people like Mahir Batar and Arian Tababatai and others that are sympathetic to these these groups and these goals, and they, they undermine American security by their actions. Then you've got these, these international and U.S.-based 
um, nonprofits and human rights groups that provide cover for terrorist acts and buffer Hamas and the Palestinian Authority and others from being accountable for what they're doing. And then they flip the script and blame countries like Israel that are following the laws of warfare, etc. And then um, we have got the mosque-based interfaith groups and mosques that are supporters and linked in with the Muslim Brotherhood. Um, and the Muslim Brotherhood, Brotherhood is a core part of this Islamist jihadist element uh, across the world. And we have a domestic you talk, problem you talk here. To, you talked about, I know you got to go, but I want to get this in. You talked about fifth column. We've let in 8 million, think about this, 8 million invaders into this country on Biden's watch, minimum. How concerned are you about a fifth column, and I mean of fighting age males from 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 the the uh, P- People's Liberation Army in China uh, to and we've got some footage to blow your mind today, uh, sub-Saharan Africa, all over the world. How concerned are you about massive? I mean, we took in twenty six divisions, twenty six combat divisions equivalent. Let them in, and ninety nine percent of the country, the, comp- the ones who are uh, we're getting touch points, ninety nine percent get in. And almost 0% do we actually track. Derek Harvey. Steve, it only takes 50 people acting as individuals separately across our country that know what they're doing to be able to create havoc from a security perspective for the United States. You've pointed the large number. Just Chinese males that have all the signature indicators of being part of, formerly at least, part of a the Jungle Tiger Special Operations Unit of the Chinese PLA have crossed our border, okay? And they're not accounted for. We don't know how many have come across that are Islamists. They just picked up one the other day who was clearly an Islamist fighter by the tattoos he had. Now, whether he was currently or not, but he got caught on our southern border. And we don't know how many others have gotten through. We know there's probably several hundred. Unbelievable. Colonel Harvey, how do people get to you? How do they get to your social media? How do they get to all your writings? Okay, I am on True Social at Derek Harvey. I'm on Twitter at Colonel D. Harvey, H-A-R-V-E-Y. And then the screen that's up, that is my webpage, uh, DerekHarvey.org. And I do do public speaking. I don't charge very much, if at all, just costs to get places because it's important to get the word spread out about what's actually happening. Book, book, book Harvey. Last question quickly. What should Congress demand of Joe Biden before any funding on anything? What should Congress demand of Joe Biden that he has to come before the American people and lay out? I think how, number one, Homeland Defense and how to secure our border, not just immigration, getting immigration control, fixed permanently, both at the border and from an interior perspective, but also more efforts on our, our counterterrorism and cleaning out our the foreign sympathizers that we have that have penetrated our government. And uh, you would agree with me that there are a lot of infiltrators, that we have a fifth column inside our government. You would agree with me on that? I agree with you on that, absolutely. We've got people here that have been naively or purposely, they are aligned with 
supporting countries like Iran, and they are hell-bent, I'll use that term, on undermining our friends and allies that we have worked with over decades. Colonel Harvey, honored to have you on here. Thanks for taking all the time this morning. Okay, take care, sir. I'm going to come back to the national security, but I, Brian right. Kennedy is is one of my um, – the wise men that I turn to all the time. You should know we had a struggle session here at the War Room after the morning show. Certain of people that I'm very close to and have admired and worked with for many, many years have not been particularly thrilled <laughs> with the angle of attack of the War Room over the last couple of days. So we decided to have a struggle session, and I had to bring in – I had to bring in Brian Kennedy to kind of referee because he's a, uh, a man of discernment. We've got a couple of minutes to break. I want to pivot to something that Mitt Romney and his team of Never Trumpers, Ryan, and the, are out in Park City, Utah this weekend. I think next weekend, the Red Vest Brigade, which people should understand, is so well-funded. This is the Yunkin thing. Another, This is the East Coast version of Park City. So in two weekends, you have the, the uh, was it, revanchist uh, elements of the Republican establishment, and their only focus is to stop Trump. Anything and means stop this audience. Your thoughts? Well, it's desperation, isn't it? First of all, great to be on the war room, Steve, and uh, not in a struggle session when, when you and I are together. Uh, we, we largely agree. Most, look, most of what we're talking about here is common sense, right? What is the common sense in America today? And that is people saw in Donald Trump a recovery of the American Republic. They wanted that. They wanted an, an end to the endless wars. They wanted their border controlled. They wanted the dignity of the American worker respected again. They wanted to bring jobs back to this country. That is where all the energy in American politics is today. It never went away from the end of the Trump administration, the first Trump administration. The Paul Ryans and the Mitt Romneys, they saw in Trump an end to the American global empire. And that is one of the reasons they turned against him. They see him today on the campaign trail appealing to the American people along those exact same lines. And that's why they have to Maybe stop Maybe even him. more so. More so. The Trump we have today so. is more a throwback to 1516. Yes, absolutely. You agree yes. with that? Totally. I mean, you're, if you look at the speech and if you look at the Detroit speech on economic nationalism, if you look at his national security speeches now, if you look at what he's talking about the border, if you look at what he's talking about mass deportations, this is – Old school Trump, right. original Trump. And that's what drives them crazy. That's what scares them the most. Right. Because now with his wisdom and, and experience and understanding who's with him and who's against him, the second term will be a powerhouse taking the straight state. Brian Kennedy's in studio. One of my mentors came to save me yesterday in our struggle sessions with us today in the war room. Back in a moment. Do you get the feeling that the unthinkable is going to happen soon? Well, I do. But between the distractions and smoke screens in the media, we probably won't see it coming. That's why it's smart to invest in emergency food right away. As they say, it's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. My Patriot Supply is the nation's leader in high-quality emergency food. Let me repeat that. My Patriot Supply is the nation's leader in high-quality emergency food. Head to MyPatriotSupply.com and prepare today with emergency food that will stay fresh for up to 25 years. Enjoy 
a wide variety of delicious food kits, offering over 2,000 calories every day for optimum strength under stress. And don't forget about water filtration and purification products. These are perfect for your bug out bag, survival supply, or your camping pack. One thing is for sure in this world. We all need to stock up before panic sets in. Order by 3 p.m. and your items ship the same day. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. It's time to prepare for what is coming. So prepare with the best. MyPatriotSupply.com. Take action, action, action. In almost any other endeavor, you got to start at the end and work backwards. You have to articulate what the objective is first before you start throwing assets at it. So it really depends on what the Israelis want to do about Hamas. If they want to take over all of Gaza, which uh, has been attempted before, uh, they probably don't want to do that. And, And it wouldn't work in any case. It would take a very long time. If all they want to do is make it extremely difficult Uh, for Hamas to do again what it's doing now. That may include a limited objective attack inside uh, Gaza, but it wouldn't happen until after the Israeli Defense Force has a high degree of confidence that through airstrikes and missiles, it has selectively reduced the command and control, Hamas's uh, ammunition stores and training areas so that it cannot uh, do again what it's done or mount a spirited defense of the areas into which Israel wants to go. But in any case, it's going to be whatever the operation is in Gaza, if it does happen on the ground, is going to be extremely short lived. And is there confidence that the intelligence is up to speed to know even, you know, what they're dealing with. Well, it couldn't get any worse than it's been the last uh, recently. Uh, uh, complacency is one of the independent variables that 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 resulted in what we see today. Uh, otherwise, you wouldn't have seen the images that we all you know, the spectrum now goes all the way from people to think this was a false flag by IDF and to usher in a one world government to to people that don't, you know, said, hey, we got fooled in Kuwait years ago with the, you know, Hill and Knowlton's PR campaign about the babies. So the question and everything all the way to people are saying, you know, to the to Lindsey Graham's and Tom Cotton, Tom Cotton wants to have a carry battle group to do close air combat support for a, for a intrusion into Lebanon to take on Hezbollah. And Lindsey Graham wants to go and start uh, taking out all assets of the Persians. Jeremy Bash, on the other side of the football, a Democrat, he laid out a war plan on Saturday that scared the hell out of him, having served in a, on a carrier battle group on a destroyer in the Persian Gulf and the North Arabian Sea. He's sitting there saying, oh, you've got to take out sea and naval assets out of the North Arabian Sea. And per- I mean, they're talking the, – the scale of this thing of either people that don't believe it at all and think we're being forced into this to people that say, no, 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 you've got to unconditionally support it is crazy. And that's what we need, and particularly MAGA. MAGA needs to give their consent on any plan that goes forward, and it's now time for discernment and judgment and to really look at the facts and to find out in this complicated situation so we don't have another Iraq and Afghanistan and another Vietnam. Yeah, no, I think that's a great point, Steve. First of all, how did we get here? Right, President Trump had given us a great deal of stability during his his term in office. What was among the first things the Biden administration did when it came to office? President Trump had cut off the funding in 
to the Palestinian Authority roughly $200 million. One of the first things the Biden administration did was to restore that, which was a signal to the Palestinian authorities that perhaps the Biden administration might be on their side and should have been a signal to Israel that Joe Biden might not have been trusted or shouldn't be trusted. What else did the Biden administration do? It reached out to Iran, whereas the Trump administration tried to isolate them. The Biden administration reached out to them, which gave encouragement to Iran. So when you look at the line here, you have Hezbollah and Hamas. They attack Israel. Who are proxy armies for the Persians. For the Persians, and the Persians are a proxy for communist China, all of which the Biden administration is weak on. If you're Israel, how can you trust anything that comes out of Joe Biden's mouth and what the Biden administration is doing? How could you trust that we are going to back their hand adequately when we seem to be on the side of their enemies? And so, yes, MAGA has to have a say in this. And the way they're going to have a say in it, first and foremost, is through their elected representatives. And the Republicans have to take this much more seriously. We've let in 8 to 10 million people in this country under the Biden administration across our border. Where is Congress stopping that? Where are they holding hearings on that? You made the comment in between the commercial breaks that, Steve, we've allowed in people we don't know greater than the population of Israel. If if it's true that it's 10 million, Israel's like a little over 9 million, I think. We've let a country in filled with people who we have no idea what they believe other than that they want to be here. We've caught 3,000 communist Chinese at the border. Men. We've caught 3,000. Some estimates I've read think it could be 100,000 communist Chinese in this country. From people in in the intelligence apparatus and others that are close to the intelligence apparatus, the number I've heard is 100,000 fighting age men. That's 10 divisions of PLA. And it would suggest to the world that we're not serious about our own national defense or that America is in some kind of revolution. If If you're China... If you're Iran, if you're Hamas and Hezbollah, you look at America today and you think, these are not serious people. And if they are serious, they're on our side. They've just funded us. They don't seem to care about their own national defense. They must have a revolution there. The Iranians, the Chinese, Hamas, they hate America. And it looks like the American elites in this country hate America. You've made this comment. Explain to the audience what you mean. By the way, they're cutting deals up, up behind closed doors. What they're trying to do is get to a speaker they can support and not do it, have to do it publicly. Now, we're a big advocate. Whoever that speaker turns out to be, whether it's Scalise or Jordan, or even if McCarthy comes back, if it's done, I'd rather have it done publicly than to cut a deal behind closed doors and get a Jordan. I just would. I want to see where everybody stands. I want all the cards flipped up. I want to see the process. Because in the process, you're going to see how the how the lobbyists still have come back and try to control the cartel. It's the return of the cartel. You've made a point that the, and the cartel is the big driver of this. We have we metastasize into an empire, a global empire, and not not the republic that we're founded on. What do you mean by that? Well, look, a republic has allies. And it treats the allies like allies, but they're not permanent allies. No one's a permanent ally. In a republic, you do what's for the public good, our public, the American people. We've escaped that. 
we've spent the last 20 years, really maybe this started forming during the Cold War, becoming like an empire. Uh, uh, after September 11th, what did we do? One of my colleagues, Angelo Cotavilla at the Claremont Institute, made an argument that after September 11th, we should have done something so swift and so severe that around 20 years from now, around camps in the Middle East, people would be, you know, shaking their heads saying, you know, what could we have been thinking? Why did we go do that? But it would have been terrible and swift. The idea that we didn't do something terrible and swift, that the first thing President Bush did at the time was go out in public and say Islam is a religion of peace while American bodies were still burning, and then figure out a way to get us in wars in Iraq and Afghanistan over 20 years. That's an imperial strategy that we're going to make those countries vassal states of ours. Protectorates. Rather than thinking of ourselves like we're in a republic, we would have gone, we would have conquered the source, defeated the source, punished the source of who killed us, and then come back home and lived our lives. We didn't have that as a strategy. We had an imperial strategy to change those nations. One, we're not very good at it, and two, they're not going to be changed. Once you announce to the world Islam's religion of peace, which still dominates our government today, still dominates the oh, government. It's terrible. Once you do that, you establish in the mind of the enemy that you're willing to lie to your own people about the true nature of things. And they know that. They know that, right? And, they, and what they think is, you're weak. You're weak. And one, you're not going to punish us. You're not going to tell your own people the truth. And you're willing to spend the lives of your boys and girls over 20 years to achieve what you know to be nothing. When Millie, th that clip you had of Millie or the discussion about Millie, Millie did not believe this was worth it. A good military man would have known, you go in, you conquer the enemy, you leave. Somewhere in the back of his mind, I think he was very corrupted and did many dishonorable things during the Trump administration, but deep in his heart he knew that was not worth it. Because he knew those people in Iraq and Afghanistan and elsewhere, they're not Americans. You're not going to turn them into Democrats. Jeffersonian Democrats. These are people who believe, because, they're, uh, because of their Islamic faith, they don't believe they can be friends with us. Their job, sir, is nine and five. Their job is to make war with us. They cannot be our friend. We need to have the clarity of mind that we may make alliances with these people, but over time, their goal is our destruction. And the only thing that is going to change this dynamic in this country right now is a president like Donald Trump, who has that clarity of mind to know they are enemies ultimately. They do not share our view of either humanity, our, they don't share our principles, and they don't share our body politic. They're not Americans. And don't think like Americans. No. Um, Johnny Cash will take us out. Brian Kennedy's in studio. We're going to take a short commercial break. We're going to be back in the war room in just a moment. The hairs on your arm will stand up at the terror in each sip and in each sup. Will you partake of that last offered cup 
or disappear into the potter's ground. When the man comes around, hear the trumpets, hear the pipers. One hundred million angels singing. Multitudes are marching to the big kettle drum. Voices calling, voices crying. Some are born and some are dying. It's Alpha and Omega's kingdom come, and the whirlwind is in the thorn tree. The virgins. You should choose an air purifier like your life depends on it, because it just might. More than 35,000 wildfires have devastated the U.S. this year. The toxins and particles in wildfire smoke can penetrate our lungs and threaten our health. That's why EnviroCleanse developed military-grade air purification for your home. And they just announced their biggest sale of the year. Save a massive 30% off during their Labor Day sale. EnviroCleanse is specifically designed to wipe out airborne chemicals and viruses known to cause illness, allergies, and difficulty breathing. Even toxic gases and particles found in wildfire smoke are no match for EnviroCleanse. That's why the Department of Defense chose EnviroCleanse to protect the air on board our Navy combatants. And EnviroCleanse comes with a free professional air quality monitor so you know your family's breathing purified air. Now's the time to save 30% off your air purification unit. Get the free air quality monitor and fast free shipping. That's a 250 bucks savings. Visit ekpure.com and use code Steve. That's ekpure.com, code Steve. Let me repeat, ekpure.com, code Steve. ekpure.com, code Steve. Take action, use your agency, do it today, get the benefits of the sale. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bath. Okay, uh, by the way, I want to thank all the folks at Birchgold, birchgold.com slash Bannon right now. Make sure you go get the end of the dollar empire. Also, check in with Philip Patrick and the team. In times of turbulence, gold has been a hedge for, I don't know, 5,000 years. So go check it out. Check out today if it makes sense for you to have precious uh, minerals as part of your portfolio, tax-free. Go check it out today. Talk to uh, the team over at Birchgold. Birchgold.com slash Bannon. Mike Lindell. The cancel culture is coming for you. They got a judge in New York who's trying to liquidate Trump, and they got everybody else who's trying to liquidate Mike Lindell. How's it going? The Warren Posse wants to know: Are are we doing? Are we doing our share here? Well, uh, first I want to report the the bad news is, but uh, uh, the the late night hosts, including uh, Stephen Colbert, attacking my pillow uh, and uh, my pillow directly, not Mike Lindell, my pillow and. and we had two uh, two more cancellations this week, but in spite of all this, uh, the factory is almost at full capacity with the MyPillow 2.0. The War Room Posse has become our number one uh, reason we're getting through all this, and uh, it's been amazing. I want to thank each and every one of you, and my call center, they've been busy now with the with everybody from the War Room Posse, so we... Uh, 
we're, we just keep passing the savings on to all of you out there, and we're all in this together. And just know this, I am never giving up or backing down uh, to help save our country. So that uh, they uh, they can keep attacking all they want. But as long as my pillow is going great, we're, uh, I want to make sure my employees are protected and, and my company and, and you guys you guys are doing absolutely great support us, and you're getting the best gifts uh, for yourself and for everybody out there. That uh, so you're helping yourself too. And and Steve, we're going to have a big surprise tomorrow. We're we're doing our new commercials. All come out on Monday, everybody. Uh, that we've been working on for a month now. We're going to um, maybe try and air them here um, early for all of you to see this. Uh, what we've been working hard on. So. Um, you guys kind of kind of bridged into our new commercial here, but we're going to give you guys the specials first. And today, one of those specials is the MyPillow 2.0. We, um, you guys got it first. If you go down to the War Room Square on MyPillow.com, go down to the War Room Square there, and you see the MyPillow 2.0. That's coming out to the public now, but you guys get it first. $39.98, 50% off. King size, just $5 more. And then we have... Uh, uh, the biggest bed sheet sale, the, the best Giza sheet sale ever. Um, and uh, we've got that overstock sale. You guys take advantage of that now because by Monday, when the public all gets, when they're going to be coming into the uh, the website, you guys get the overstock sale. Get those while they last. Um, and uh, and then we have the two products that down here, the uh, MyPillow 2.0 bed topper and the MyPillow 2.0 beds. Those beds that's and, and the MyPillow 2.0 um Pillow, those are things we make ourselves. So that's helped. You guys have all responded and not only getting the best sleep ever, you're you're helping these uh, all my employees down there at the plant making these great products. The MyPillow 2.0 mattress topper, everybody, I don't care what bed you have, if it's new, old, and if you're waking up with little cranks or um, pressure points that have been all night, you got to change the input to get a better output. And you put this mattress topper on any bed and it changes the bed. They don't have this technology. We have it. We have this uh, proprietary technology plus the MyPillow patented foam inside these mattress toppers with this new temperature regulate, regulating technology. And you get the best sleep of your life. Your body needs great sleep too, just like your um, your brain and, and uh, where you get that from the MyPillow, you get your recalibrating, you get your great mental sleep, well, your body needs great sleep too. You combine the two and, and these times what we need right now is everybody getting great sleep in this fight we're in. And uh, I'm just, uh, I can't thank everybody so enough. Eight, you guys, yeah. go look there. We have over 200 products, everybody, we put on sale for the War Room Posse. Okay, I want everybody to go. 800-873-1062 is the number. Let's keep those phone operators fully employed. And, of course, you can always go to MyPillow.com, promo code WORM, to our square, get all the sales on all 200. Uh, Mike, uh, thank you. And tell the folks there our our task and purpose is to keep the factory floor at 100% capacity, no matter how many cancellations you get, right. brother. Well, thank you, and thank you all. God thank bless God. you all. Keep the faith, everybody. We're going to get through this. It's going to be amazing. Thank you, brother. Five to seven tonight, we're going to be talking to a lot of people over there right now behind closed doors trying to fight it out for a speaker. I, word has it, some people are coming out and saying they may have it by late this afternoon. I happen to think not, but hey, you never know what happens behind closed doors with consenting adults. So we'll check that out. Let's play. I want to play for our guest, Brian Kennedy. We have another, um, another clip 
from uh, General Milley. Can we play that? President Trump recently said that your dealings with China were so egregious that in times gone by, the punishment would have been death. That's right, he said that. Mm -hmm. That's correct. He is suggesting that you be punished by death. The former commander-in-chief to his former top military advisor. Um, look, I'm, I'm a soldier. Uh, I've been faithful and loyal to the Constitution of the United States for 44 and a half years. Uh, and my family and I have sacrificed greatly for this country, my mother and father before them. And, you know, as, as much as these comments are directed at me, it, it's also directed at the institution of the military. Um, and there's, there's 2.1 million of us in uniform. And, and the American people can take it to the bank that all of us, every single one of us, from private to general, were loyal to that Constitution and will never turn our back on it no matter what, no matter what the threats, uh, no matter what the humiliation, no matter what. If we're willing to die for that document, if we're willing to deploy to combat, if we're willing to uh, lose an arm, a leg, an eye, uh, to protect and, and support and defend that document and protect the American people, then we're willing to live for it, too. So I'm not going to comment directly on those those things, but I can tell you that uh, this military, uh, this soldier, me, will never turn our back on that Constitution. But for the record, was there anything inappropriate or treasonous about the calls you made to China? Absolutely not. Zero. None. It almost seems odd to ask this question because the former commander-in-chief seems to be calling for your execution. Are you worried about your safety? I've got adequate safety precautions. I, I wish those comments had not been made, but they were, and we'll take appropriate measures to ensure my safety and the safety of my family. Okay, uh, that cut, and this is my not being on top of things, is not the perfect cut. In the perfect cut of that, she pulls out, I think it's Bob Costa's book, and she reads about uh, what happened after they went to – he went to St. John's Church, and he said it was a huge mistake. But in this – in that part – and we'll cut it by this afternoon show. We'll have it right, and that's on me to do that. Um, he says he takes an oath to the Constitution. And then she goes, well, did Trump ever do anything that you saw that was unconstitutional? And his response is – he talks about the post-war, li the liberal post-war international rules-based order. That's what he talks about. The American Empire. The American Empire. That Trump. Right. That Trump. That Trump. That Trump was very into that. And she kind of asked, "Well, hang on, is that against the Constitution?" President Trump, and this is your point about the Bretton Woods Cold War, the apparatus General Marshall and others set up. That was the beginning of an American empire. It's called the post-war international rules-based order. Now, that order was used to game the system and lead the rise to the existential threat to America, which is the Chinese Communist Party. In addition to an administrative state that became like a Praetorian guard, this is why they're picking – this is why they picked Joe Biden against Trump. They refuse – and this is why it's going to be so tough to get Trump into the White House again. Is there any doubt in your mind – that that's what Milley and Esper and these people were fighting for was the protection of the post-war international rules-based order. I think that's exactly it, Steve. I mean, the defense of the American empire looked to be more important than the defense of our constitution or the republic. They don't think of themselves as living in a republic with a constitution. They think of themselves really as part of an empire, defenders of an empire. That means we have to have a military that can engage in war 
everywhere, always, and continuously. And so Trump wanted to stop that. He wanted to rein in this idea that America is going to go fight wars everywhere. The, the odd part about the American empire is just this formulation. I know some of our colleagues don't like it. But it's not so much about the empire as an empire, because we're not even very good at empire. We don't, we don't turn people into people who like us. We go abroad and people end up hating us. This is one of the things. We that, don't do a great job like Rome did of, of developing client states, right? Yeah, we, or, or, or like England and, and you know, turn people into, into a Eng- more. Englishmen. A more civilized. They're, they're yeah, elites. They're more, elites. Right. And, and spread to them. We go, we go to places, fight wars, and create empires of people who hate us, which, which makes no sense at all. President Trump saw that in Milley and Esper and all those folks. And he also saw that the main threat, communist China, was not something they were going to deal with. So not only were they sending us in the wrong direction, they took their eye off the main enemy of the United States and that is communist China. Milley and the entire apparatus of the Pentagon was not building a national missile defense to stop them, was not reinforcing our own nuclear arsenal to stop them, to deter them, was not building enough advanced weaponry. And we don't need to spend, we're spending a lot of money on defense. We're not spending it well. We could spend less and do much more than we are. We need to spend money on the kind of things that will deter communist China from either attacking the United States or our allies. Trump saw that they are not serious about that, and, and that's the thing that they were opposed to. The idea that, that, that General Milley would call up his counterpart in communist China, if that's not a treasonable offense, I don't know what is. He was going around the president of the United States, the commander-in-chief. Commander in chief. By, by the Constitution, the commander-in-chief of the armed forces. He went around him and spoke to our mortal enemy and communicated something to that enemy. Now, if that's not treason, I'm not sure what is. And, when, and, and does anybody think Donald Trump would put Mark Milley to death? That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous to even talk that way for 60 minutes. What he would do is point out to the American people that you're not supposed to do that. There's a chain of command. He was the commander-in-chief. And this general, I mean, one thing about President Trump is he has too great an affinity for generals. And they had turned on him on many, many occasions. What we have to realize here is the civilian control of the military is paramount. President Trump, as president, was getting us on the right track. Now, under President Biden, we're on the wrong track. The American empire is growing again. And until we have a president who is willing to check that and a Congress that is willing to check the power of this current president and our military, I mean, we spent $4.1 billion over the last three years on LGBTQ projects. Forcing it down the throats of, of people foreign, around the world. Around people the around world. the world. That who, was who, just around the world. Around the world. Right. Who hate it, who don't right. want to do right. it. Now, the, those people that we're spreading that to, do they think we're serious people? I don't think so. Okay. We're going to take a short commercial break. Back in the D block, we've got uh, Brian Kennedy's with us, formerly head of Claremont. The great, um, not a think tank, it's really the, 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 the intellectual base of uh, conservatism and the MAGA movement. Um, I want to thank you for doing that, too. Now at uh, American Strategy Group, 
one of the great thinkers and supporters of President Trump. Short commercial break. Back in a moment. Bring it on and now we're right to the end. Just watch and see. It's all started. Everything's begun. And you are over. Because we're taking down the CCP. For War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in stream short supply across the United States. But you know that. Because you're a viewer or listener of this show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical, that's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, it looks like it's kind of coming out garbled. It looks like they may have killed the motion to do it privately, you may have to do it publicly, but people are saying that's going to lead to Steve Scalise. 202 225 3121. Call your rep now and light them up. Tell them where you're coming out on this, particularly behind closed doors. Your thoughts about the revolt last week. What does it mean? What are people to do? Look, I think, I think Matt Gates saw something the war room has been focused on, and that is we're in a financial crisis here. And Congress is not taking that financial crisis seriously, not taking the budget seriously, not taking spending seriously. This idea of continuing resolutions feeds into, you know, as Russ, Russ Vogt and others have said. What Jim Jordan just told us last night is his, his continuing resolution goes all the way to January. Right. So you, you almost wonder whether these congressmen are taking any of this seriously. I was with a group last night, and they were taking it seriously. They get the financial crisis. They do. They do. Jim Banks and others. Yeah. They, they get the idea that we're in a financial crisis here, and we have to do something about it. And even though no one likes this, you know, upheaval, we've got to do something to get spending under control. And just this idea of continuing resolutions and these small cuts, if they don't pass the resolutions in time, that's not going to cut it. The 1% cut. That's not, that's not going to cut it here. And so Gates, I thought was a hero last week in pushing this forward. And anybody who thinks otherwise is just not, I, I, I almost think, they don't understand the magnitude of the problem. You're focused on it. The war room's focused on it. Everywhere else, no one has this sophisticated an audience. This is the most sophisticated audience in all of media right now. It is hearing things that no one else is. Now, 
I hope that Congress will get these kind of briefs because, frankly, they're not getting it. And Jim Jordan, Scalise, they're good men. They're both good men. No one doubts that. But they need to take this radically more seriously and understand the magnitude of the problem. And, and it just doesn't seem to be the case One of the right reasons now. I'm fighting for doing it all out in the open, people over the last week have said, Steve, the one thing that you and your audience don't comprehend is that most of the Republican conference are really essentially Democrats, they, they, particularly the Old South, that these are essentially Democrats. They, they're, they're, they're not serious about taking on any of the problems of the nation, particularly the spending. They're, they're so tied in with the lobbyists, they want the spending to continue. They said they're, they're, you essentially have more moderates. The moderates, are the over, which are to me are centrist Democrats, are the overwhelming which runs the conference. That's why I want this publicly, public, so people can see what exactly what their reps do when when they're under the microscope. Yeah, I think that I think that's right. Look, we're seeing a shift in American politics, right? Donald Trump represented that. You had the Tea Party movement that said there's a problem. You had Trump who's looking at the border and and our relations with China and the overall size and of the regulatory state. You you could argue President Trump didn't cut the budget. It grew under President Trump. But he had a growth strategy for the country. Yes. He was pro-growth, pro-business, pro-American worker. The economy grew. Now you have this growing spending and a declining amount of growth. You have an anti-growth economy. And these congressmen, I think, don't appreciate that. If you had a growth economy, right. those Democrat, those Republicans slash Democrats – They'd fit into the mix just fine because we'd have plenty of money right. to sort all this out. But under this circumstance today, yeah. when we're in an economic crisis, lost decades, they they, yeah. they simply don't understand it, and they need adult supervision. Unfortunately, on Friday, the the Treasury comes out with their numbers. I'm betting right now that the tax revenue is not the five trillion they forecast it, but it's four point five trillion or less because of the slowing economy. And you're going to see that's what's driving bigger deficits. That's that means lower growth. We're in a low, we're 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 stuck in the Japan situation where China is going to be here quickly. Low growth, high interest rates, um, you know, n no increases in productivity. You're essentially screwed. I mean, it's very tough, and particularly under forty years old. If you haven't accumulated assets, you're done. This, yeah, this is going to be quite tough. Yeah, but one thing I would say is, if President Trump could get elected, and it's by no means guaranteed that he gets elected. <laughs> Because everything is arrayed against him. I don't care how popular he is in the polls. Everything is still arrayed against him in all those swing states. The ability to steal an election is still in place. And they're going to want to do that again. They have to do that again. Now, I believe it can be stopped, but much work needs to get done. And I think few, too few people understand that. But if you could get President Trump elected and get spending under control, and have a pro-growth economy again of the kinds he's discussed with all the questions about energy and housing and building new cities, you could turn this around. It will not be pretty. It yeah. will not be quick. Yeah. It will not be pretty, not be quick, yeah. but it could be turned around. There's nothing inevitable about In a second term, a, a foundational element for more administrations to come. Absolutely. It, by the way, those, those four years would be both fixing the economy and setting the path in the future. Yes for how to save this country. Taking down the administration, say, it'll, be a, right. it'll be Stalingrad every day. Uh, how do people get to you on social media? Uh, on social media, I'm Brian T. Kennedy on Getter, 
and uh, presentdangerchina.org is the Committee on the Present Danger China's uh, website, which I would encourage do, people do, to go to. Do you have a Substack or anything like that? Where you put your uh, writings up? No, I, I put it mostly on presentdangerchina.org okay, and also on the American Mind at the Claremont Institute. Love American Mind, one of my favorites. Okay, we're going to leave you with Hank Williams. How we started the Battle of Armageddon. Charlie Kirk next. Jack Posobiec. We're back here live five to seven. Birchgold.com. Go check it out right now. In a time of turbulence. Look for the hedge that's worked for mankind for 5,000 years. That would be precious metals. Go check it out today. We'll be back here at 5. Brian Kennedy, thank you so much. Thank Hank you, Williams takes us out. Turn the pages of your Bible in St. Matthew, you will see. Start with chapter 24 and read from 1 to 33. In our Savior's blessed word, he said on earth he prophesied. Oh, he spoke of this great battle that is coming by and by. All the way from the gates of Eden to the battle of Amnigaden, there's been trials and tribulations, there'll be sorrow and despair. He has said ye not be troubled, for these things shall come to pass. Then your life will be eternal when you dwell with him at last. There'll be nation and against nation, there'll be wars and rumors of wars. There'll be great signs in heaven, in the sun, the moon, the stars. Oh, the hearts of men shall fail them, there'll be crashing of the teeth. Those who seek it will receive it, mercy at the Savior's feet. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOMHEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.